Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Have you been thinking of becoming a Saints Happy Hour patron? We have an offer you can't refuse. Sign up, and if you don't think Saints Happy Hour is the best daily Saints podcast and you aren't having a blast chatting on our private Discord channel with other Saints fans, we will refund your money. No questions asked. If you sign up at the $10 level, you can even keep our Boost Bundle welcome gift after the refund. You have absolutely nothing to lose, so go to saintshappyhour.com and sign up today. On this episode of Saints Happy Hour Podcast, me and Kevin are going to yell about what people are talking about on Saints Twitter. It's going to be amazing. Thomas, hit that intro. Welcome to the award-winning Saints Happy Hour Podcast. Seriously, this podcast has won awards. American standards are dropping every day. The show features Ralph, the best host in the world, who can barely pronounce his own name, much less anyone else's. Marcus Colson, Colston, I mean, uh, Marcus Calloway. Dave is that dude who loves taking bathroom breaks. He's mad about almost anything, so make sure to lower your volume when he speaks. Put that freaking clown meme back up that I made. Jesus Christ. Andrew has sources, watches tapes, and knows football. He rarely shows up on time and wants to commit crimes to help the Saints win. Sean Payton would have done illegal things. Don't tell me I'm wrong, because you know it's true. Oh, and there's also Kevin, who is great at doing mock drafts, but struggles to actually watch Saints games or have a functioning relationship. Budrich wants to know how uh, the doctor's doing. That that ended. Anyway, grab a drink, sit back, and enjoy the insanity. Alright, everybody, welcome to another edition of Saints Happy Hour Podcast. As always, we are brought to you by Hard Hide Ponchatoula Strawberry Whiskey. Alright, I got Kevin with me today, Thomas running the show back in Poland. Today, we're going to go through a couple of topics, what Saints Twitter's talking about or has been talking about, and we're going to yell at people, we're going to scream, me and Kevin are going to argue. Um, and I want to start here, Kevin. It's salary cap season time with the NFL in general, and of course... Well, you got the right guy for this one. The Saints, of course... Run their salary cap like no one else does. They're they're gonna they're negative eighty three million dollars in the hole, and oh my god, it's the end of the world. And listen, the thing is with the Saints, there's a lot to criticize about them. They've gone nine and eight, seven and ten the last two years. There's a lot to criticize. The drafts have been bad. We'll get into that in a second. But the thing that frustrates me about the salary cap most of all is this take from this guy, and I picked him because he was the more clear on and i don't like him uh adam hars dead uh he's just annoying uh with a lot of his stuff but uh no i'm just kidding uh he's all right whatever i don't know <laughs> but this 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 take that he has it's the take that everyone that's lazy about the cap they're like if the saints the saints could cut everyone on the roster that could get them cap space for this year and they'd still not have enough to get under the cap. And like to me, Kevin, it's 
they think they're being smart, but to Can me, I just read the tweet so that way people are yeah. Because just in case they're listening to this. That's right. The, the audio-only version. Good call, Kevin. So Adam Harstead tweeted this February 2nd. Saints are currently $83 million over the cap per overthecap.com. If they woke up this morning and cut every player who represented a cap savings, they'd still be $35, $40 million over. And then they'd need to sign 40 more dudes at veteran minimum, which would push them back to $65 million plus over the cap. So the reason why I hate that take, and I'm going to make a comparison to maybe your life or my life, is they said it, it, they're basically saying if the Saints did this thing, which they would never do and don't have to do, it would be a disaster. It'd be like you saying to me, Ralph, if you empty your bank account and sell both of your cars, you still do not have have enough money to pay off what's left on the mortgage on your house. Well, no shit, but I'm not going to do that. I don't have to do that. Why are we even discussing these hypotheticals that are never going to happen? If you want to have a cap discussion about the Saints, Adam, or whoever, we can have that discussion. But this is stupid and lazy, and that's what bothers me, is... There's a ton of stuff, Kevin. If you want to rip into the Saints and how they're running their team and what they're doing, Kappa, you can do it. But this particular thing, which, by the way, I should have pulled like three or four different people because the quote-unquote smart people, they tweet it all the time. Nora Princiati, I tweeted at her three years ago uh, in 2021 I was like, she's like, there's no way Lattimore, Ramchak, and Camaro will be, and, and Marcus Williams, there's no way they're going to be on the team in 2021. They can't afford it. And I'm like, Nora, how about this? I'll bet you they'll all be on the team. And if they're not, you put a paper bag on your head because I'm 100% sure all those dudes will be on the Saints in 2021. And they were. Um, even Marcus Williams, they were like, they're 100 million over, and they're gonna, they're, they're 100 million over. There's no way they're gonna get under and tag him. Guess what? They got under the 100 million and still tag Marcus Williams to keep him another year. So, like, there's a ton of stuff to argue about the cap, but these people, they're just lazy and or stupid uh, with their Saints cap takes. And that's what infuriates me as I spend too much time of my life on Look, Twitter. You can, you can, uh, <clears throat> I've went ahead and restructured, <laughs> and, and and look, I'm not I'm I'm not getting sucked into this. Like I don't fully understand how this kind of stuff works, um, how the math maths or whatever. All I'm doing is hitting a button that says struck restructure the base salary. Mm -hmm. And now, granted, I picked five players, five very costly players, and hit restructure. And you save $36 million there by doing it. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, that, that, yeah. it's, like, it's like there's ways to do it. Yeah. Like, obviously, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm, I'm, I'm literally a monkey in the space capsule pushing buttons and seeing a result. And that just says, oh, these numbers are, are going down because you restructured this. I don't know if that's feasible for the Saints to do, but this thing's telling me I have the option to do it. Yeah. So maybe the Saints can restructure guys. Maybe they wait till after whatever you can do the designate two guys post June first. Yeah, and and here's the thing too is that 
The Saints in, have been the Saints have allegedly been in cap hell when Breeze was still on the team. That's right. And and I, I want to know how many of these people that are talking about how the Saints are in cap hell and need to start tightening the belt and all this other kind of shit. I want to know how many of them were on the Drew Brees is on a steady decline uh, campaign <laughs> from several years ago. Drew Brees was on a steady decline since like 2012 or something. And and the guy played another uh, seven years. So, yeah. Or, and yeah. I yelled at I yelled at a couple of I, I pull out the link. I'm like, this is a Bill Barnwell article from 2015. And it was blow it up on the bayou. The Saints are in Capel. They're never getting out. And then I was like, and then in 2016 and 2017, the Saints killed the draft. And it's a miracle. It was solved. And they're like, well, do you think that they're going to have good drafts and uh, good quarterbacks walking through that door with Drew Brees? I'm like, I don't know. But what you're telling me is they're 100% doomed. And I'm telling you, there's a path out, and it's the draft. Now, no, no, no. You see, Ralph, see, what you're supposed to do (laughs) is you're supposed to doom and gloom all the time. You are supposed to make yourself miserable. You're supposed to make others around you miserable. And you're supposed to commiserate with other like-minded people that want to just live in misery about the damn football team and have zero optimism at any point about anything, Mm. regardless of who's quarterback, regardless of who's coach, blah, 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 so on and so on. You're not allowed to be positive. No, the the thing that's toxic optimism. That's me. I'm going to get Dave to make me a shirt. Toxic optimism with the Saints Happy Hour logo. We'll sell dozens of them. Um, The thing that frustrates me with the Saints, Kevin, and I think the the argument, if you want to be critical of the Saints, their cap management, as long as Gale is fine with cutting these bonus checks and doing these restructures, because when you restructure, you got to cut the bonus checks, and it's a lot for Gale. Like the Saints spend a ton of money every year cash out the door, even though they're not quote unquote huge spenders in free agency. Right. So as long as Gale wants to do that, you can always kick the can down the road. And besides the cap always goes up unless there's a pandemic worldwide, global pandemic, it's always going to go up about seven to 10% a year. So you can have, you can, you can make the Saints make the argument a dollar now in the cap is worth more than a dollar in three years as the cap goes up. But my thing with the Saints, the thing that I think I wish more sort of smart people on Twitter or whatever would want to discuss to me, Kevin, is the thing that makes it less likely that the Saints are going to be able to extract themselves from this is they are still running their draft like they have the best roster in the NFL, where in 20. 18 and 2019 and 2020, if you wanted to trade up and you said, hey, our roster is the best roster in the NFL, we only have four spots for rookies. We only have five spots. So we'll trade up and we'll get McCoy. We need a center. We'll get CD Deuce. And we only need, so what if we only draft five guys? It doesn't matter. Our roster is loaded. And that was fine when you had the best roster in the NFL. Now they need desperately because the only the the avenue out they don't have an elite coach they don't have an elite quarterback the only path out of this kevin the only path path out of this from we want to call it purgatory mediocre mediocrity whatever the only path out for the saints is through the draft and they're still doing the trade up nonsense 
And that, to me, is the discussion that I would love to have with these people instead of saying, well, if they cut 45 guys, they can't get it under the cap and it's, they're screwed. And it's like, well, that's a dumb hypothetical. If you want to talk to me about maybe they should freaking stop trading up and have a draft of 10 guys, eight guys instead of four, that's a, a discussion minute, I think is so worth wait, having. Wait. So, so are you advising that the New Orleans Saints acquire – Somehow acquire more draft picks? No, because that's a dream. That's a, that's a hypothetical pipe dream. That's that's as that's as no, that's as dumb no, as saying. Not correct yourself now. You let me have this. You let me have this as I stroke my imaginary beard here. I mean, yes. In in in, in a perfect world, I think the Saints need a gigantic draft class. Like in yeah. a per- like because they because yeah. they have a ton of holes and they not gonna they. They're not going to have a ton of cap space probably to fill holes, and they're not really an appealing destination for free agents anyway. So, like, the draft is it. Sorry. All so, right. So here, here's, here's my, my thing on this, Kevin, with, this, mm-hmm. with, with the draft and, and, and with, the, with the salary cap. Do you see the Saints – not change because they, they're kind of just like, this is how they roll. As long as Gail cuts the checks, it's fine. But do you see sort of, I don't want to use the Titanic reference because then the Titanic, we know hit the iceberg and it was zoomed, but are they like a battleship? And do you see them kind of maybe not going crazy with restructures this year and trying to steer the battleship to more normal cap operations like other teams do you maybe do you do you get the sense that maybe they'll do that or are we just going to have more of loomis damn the torpedoes um creating 30 million dollars of cap space i'm trading future assets the party goes on i'm not leaving uh wolf of wall street leonardo dicaprio style yeah look my that that is my fear that that we're gonna that mickey is gonna just We're going to trade the 40, you know, <laughs> pick 45 or whatever. Yeah, it's pick 45. That's right. Uh, and we're going to trade pick 45 in like a third round next year or something to move up higher up in the second. Or even like, yeah, that would probably be it. Higher up in the second. That was probably how the calculus would work on that. That's, what, that's right. And it's just going to, he'll be playing Emerson Lake and Palmer. In 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 the, in the war room, just screaming, "Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends!" And that's right. I'm gonna be. You're, y- y'all are gonna be having to text me like I'm on like I'm on a self harm watch. Well, I'm with you now, Kevin. I'm with you now on like, this. Like, like I'm a fr- like yes, I do worry about that. I greatly worry about that. Yes, it is far more likely. That Mickey Loomis is going to do what Mickey Loomis and and the organization mm-hmm. have done for many years, and and I, I I don't think they've they've traded down. I couldn't tell you the last time they've traded they, down. The I last really don't time, know. The only time I remember them trading down, I think, was the two thousand and when they drafted Courtney Brown, the linebacker from Notre Dame, thousand and two or three i was working the draft for wwl and i was like okay cool the second round they're gonna pick and i'm gonna get to go home after being here since 5 a.m and they traded down to the traded down with detroit and they ended up drafting courtney watson later i think that's the only that's the only time i can ever remember loomis doing it 
I may, I could be wrong. Right. I, I get that the odds are all against. That doesn't mean that I'm still not going to hope for it and want to. Well, see it here, here's and, my thing: that's, is, that's is 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 I I'm with you. I hope they trade down, and I want them to. But but my thing is, that's just like the that's like the dream of dreams. I'll settle, Kevin, and I'm banging the table. Just stop trading up, and for the love of God. If you are going to trade up, do not trade future assets that are top four round picks. And here's why, Kevin. They, they can't. They can't not do that. They can't. I'm looking at. Hang on. I'm looking at. That. Well, they they don't have a third or a fourth round pick this year, but they're getting the comp pick, so they might get a fourth round comp pick. Wait, when is the 136? Pick 136, yeah, is right at the end of the fourth round. So they're literally going from 45 mid-second round to end of the fourth round. You can't trade anything from there. You can't. Like, I mean, they, I, in theory, in theory, they're going to get three comp picks. Yeah, they are going to get of three them, comp picks. One of them might be a fourth. Yeah, it's 136. A... That's the end of the fourth round. No, that's the pick they already have. I think they're going to get That's more. the one that's that it's got a C on that. Oh, okay. So they they're projecting that that's the that's the uh that's the um that's the Caden Ellis pick. They think it's going to be a fourth. So that but that's the thing, Kevin. Like to me, the the danger is the Saints is what happened in 2022, right? You traded with Philadelphia and you took a pick from 2020, you know, you took the pick from 2023 and you gave it to him and cuz you thought you were going to be good and it ended up being a top 10 pick. Now that you don't have Drew Brees and you don't have Sean Payton, there's no floor to how far it could fall. So, when you say, "Ah, we're just trading a third in 2025." Ah, what's the big deal? That third round pick might be pick 69. It might be pick 68. You might be picking top five if it goes wrong. And now the possibility that it can go wrong to me is much more real than it ever was with Sean Payton and Drew Brees. So when you're trading those third round picks, those fourth round picks, God forbid, a second round pick, you might be picking, you might be trading pick 38. So to bring it back around, that's the argument that they I want to have. only have six picks in 2025. Yeah. That's the argument I want to have, but the cap people want to do these stupid hypotheticals with the Saints where as long as Gale, and listen to me now, believe me later, as long as Gale is cool with spending 70 to $100 million in cash to push it out to the next year, the Saints can do this forever. They can do it now. They can do it in 2027. They can do it in 2035, God willing, if Gail's still alive and she's cool with it. So, like, to me, the arguments that people have about the Saints, they're all wrong. But they just want to be clever and cute with their cap analogies. And it drives me freaking up the wall, Kevin. Up the wall. I don't know. They they, <laughs> they 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 want to act like there's rules on this thing, and 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 when somebody kind of like deviates from that, it's it 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 just it's like they're it's like you're 
tweaking a machine or something and and yeah. and that doesn't compute it just doesn't work it's like you're loading and, your dishwasher up with with bricks and final thing on it is the teams the celebrating of cap space is basically celebrating teams not spending money and that annoys me to no end they're right. like oh Oh, that team, they got $80 million. The, 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 the Washington Commanders, they have $80 million of cap space. Yeah, you know why? Because they suck, and Daniel Snyder was kind of cheap. He was also a shitty. He was also a shitty. And person. he was all all around crappy owner, you know. And like and, these teams, and yeah, yeah. Like, like, go look up. Like, I tell you what. Oh, you want to celebrate that? Go look up all the glowing pieces about the uh, <laughs> Commanders slash Redskins organization and uh, Dan Snyder over the years. Go find them. I tell you what. You like organizations that don't spend money? Go be a fan of the Tampa Bay Rays. Go be a fan <laughs> of the Pittsburgh Pirates. That's right. Let me know how that works out for you. Let me know how that works out for you. Go be a fan. Go find all the cheap organizations. I tell you what, go across the pond, go meet with people who are fans mm-hmm. of some fourth-tier soccer team mm-hmm. that spend collectively less than a million dollars assembling a roster. Let me know how that works out for you. Shit, there's teams currently in the Premier League that, that, that are cheap AF. Go be fans of them and watch them get trounced all the time. Watch them get zero buzz and then watch them get relegated. Go be fans of, of, of cheap-ass organizations. Okay? We're not, it's, it's not like, and granted, that, that's damn free-for-all. It's not like we're saying, oh, we need to be spending like, like we got Saudi oil money here and all this other kind of nonsense. All they're doing is they're manipulating the books mm-hmm. and moving things around. With within within a, 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 the rules a within a structure of some kind, if it wasn't allowed, I guarantee you the NFL would crack down on it. Yeah. Guarantee you. But they're able to do it, and so they do it, and they keep moving things back, and they keep extending things or shuffling some papers around. Why? Like, yeah. What do you What do you fucking care? That's right. What like, do you what? really fucking care? Yeah, it's like how they do it. It's like one of these years, whatever, like, whatever. And it just, it drives me, it, it drives me nuts because there's serious Saints conversations we could be having, but all people want to do is yell about their, sal- their salary cap. And they're just, they've been doing it for a decade. They're waiting for their ship to come in uh, when the Saints have $80 million of dead cap or whatever. They're just wait. they've been, they wait for it, wait for it, wait for it. I hope Gail lives to be 100 and they never see it because she constantly just is like, cool, cash the check, write the check, write the check. All right, Thomas, what's next? All right, next topic, next topic. There you go, Ralphie. All right, I'll read this one. This is from TJ Jones, friend of the podcast. I've been on his uh, State of the Saints, and he, he's a fun guy. But I, uh, me and him, we get a little heated on Twitter sometimes, arguing back and forth. But I like this tweet from him, and I thought it was really good. And he said, you can't ask for change and get upset when change takes place. Saints fans asked for an overhaul, and that's what you're getting. And I want to say thank you, TJ, because here's the thing, Kevin. Everybody's like, I want change on offense. I'm tired of the Sean Payton offense. I'm tired of Pete Carmichael. I want them all gone. And then they fired Pete Carmichael. And guess what? The new offensive coordinator, he's going to want to bring his own guys. So bye-bye, Doug Marone. Ronald Curry, who everybody liked and who thought was a good guy, he went to Buffalo. The the assistant offensive line coach, he went to Tampa. Um, 
you know, the uh, there's another guy that um, I'm forgetting his name. He's out the door. Like you wanted. Oh, yeah. The running backs, the, the coach, the wide receiver coach, both boom, boom, out the door. You wanted change. Like, what did you think? What did you think no. that, that they were just going to get rid of Pete Carmichael and the new offensive coordinator who was going to come here? No, no, no. They, they, See, so two things on this. First of all, to, to TJ's point. Hi, welcome to Twitter.com. Um, <laughs> second, when people say they want to change, they all they really, they, what they really meant was they want DA gone, they want Derek Carr gone, and that's it. Nothing else is going to make them happy until those two guys are gone. That's it. That's it. There's going to be a sect of the fandom that just is going to be permanently against Dennis Allen and Derek Carr. And don't get me wrong, most of the like the, the most of the criticism is warranted and and like I mm-hmm. get the dem- I understand the demand to be like these guys stink or 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 I want them gone. I get it. But mm-hmm. team went 9 and 8. Team looked pretty good the last 5 weeks. Derek Carr kind of righted righted his own personal ship in the last 5 That's weeks. Right. He played pretty he played pretty well. Played pretty yeah, he, damn well in the last the breakfast five Breakfast is with Demario Davis turned the ship around. Him and Demario right. were having breakfast so, every week. So if if the Saints if the Saints come out and and get ten wins, or if they make or if they make the playoffs, DA ain't going anywhere and Derek Carr ain't going anywhere. Well, here here's the here's the thing with the people that hate Derek Carr and hate Dennis Allen. It's like the the old Bum Phillips statement of there's two types of coaches, them that's fired and them that's going to get fired. So, like, the people that hate Dennis Allen, they're not wrong on Dennis Allen. Like, he will be fired, I guarantee you. Like, we're, we, me and you, Kevin, we may live to be 90 and both be in the same home together. Like, I don't think in my lifetime we're ever going to see a Saints coach retire like Sean Payton did and then get traded for draft picks. Like that ain't happening again. The rest of the coaches the Saints have in our lifetime, whether they do well, great, or whatever, they're going to get fired. And Dennis Allen is going to get fired. Maybe it'll be in 2025. Maybe it'll be in 2027. I don't know. Maybe he turns around. So like the people that hate him, when he gets fired, they're going to say, told you so. That shit should have happened sooner. But again, Okay, so you've been screaming about it and miserable about it for X number of years. Why? Like, why? <laughs> why? Like, why? Why are you doing that? Why not just be like, look, I want them to. I want the team to be better. They got to do this and they got to do that. Now, look, if the team is complete, if the team is like two and six after eight weeks, I get screaming. You got to fire the coach and all this other kind of stuff. But again, if the t- if if and w- not if, when Dennis Allen gets fired, whether it's after next year or three years from now, if you want to go out in the street and celebrate, go for it. I get it. Because chances are it's going to be totally deserved. There are going to be a ton of people on Twitter retweeting, liking things, enjoying memes and all this other kind of stuff, celebrating the fact that he's gone and we're going to bring somebody else in new. We're going to bring somebody new in or whatever. When Derek Carr finally is is done with the Saints, uh, and and if he's just been mediocre or bang average or whatever, or hasn't lived up to expectations, and people want to celebrate about it, great. But like, 
Why make yourself consistently miserable about the team with those two guys who it's like they're not going anywhere right now? They're not. Yeah. So just say it's like you fix the things you can you, and you make changes where they actually can be made. And then you go from there. Yeah. Like, like be happy or be miserable. Like, I hope it works right. out. With like, I got hope- rid of Pete Carmichael. They got rid of, of, of Oof Marone. They got rid of uh, the other guy, and, and, they, and they let the other guy Cody go. Cody Burns. They brought, in, they brought in a new offensive coordinator who everybody seems to like. So there should be reason for some positivity. We still got the draft to come. That's right. Like, I don't Get know. Excited. And again, it's, look, you, you, you can be toxic optimism. I'm just going to be like, like, uh, you know, like, why? Hopeful. Like, wh- why, I, why, get, why get so mad? I believe in toxic positivity. <clears throat> the, the, the Saints, give me one little morsel. I will turn it into a banquet of hope. That's what I do. Um, so speaking of that, speaking of the draft and hope, Thomas, get to our last topic. We're going to give the people, we're going to give these people some toxic positivity. All right, toxic positivity. So this is a uh, Matt Miller, a great writer for uh, ESPN.com. He did a two-round mock, Kevin. Yay. And he had the same. Two rounds? Amateur. Amateur, right? (laughs) Right. He did a a two-round mock for the Saints, and he had the Saints taking Brock Bowers at 14. And I will say, I will get on board with the Brock Bowers pick out, but it'll need to t- I'll need to watch his YouTube highlights three or four times after they pick him to get on board. But right now, like I low-key don't like that pick, and here's why. Because rookie tight ends don't do that great. Hang on. I let me back you up Except on that. That's for my boy I- Laporta. Can I back you up on that? Yeah. Okay. Jimmy Graham's rookie season, 31 catches, 356 yards, five touchdowns. Touchdowns are cool, but, like, yeah. that's for a rookie. Uh, Tony Gonzalez, rookie year, 33 catches, two touchdowns. Um, Antonio Gates, rookie year, 24 catches, two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Jeremy Shockey, the Shockmaster. Surprisingly here, 74 catches, see. 894 yards, two touchdowns. Yeah. So he, he, had, a good, he had a good rookie year. Um, uh, Jason Witt, Jason Witten, 35 catches, one touchdown his rookie year. Shannon okay. Sharp. Shannon's the worst of the bunch. His rookie year, seven catches, one touchdown. Yep. Now... And, and according to them, he, he was there all 16 games. Okay, so you, let's say you want to dis, discount his, that first year and you want to count Shannon Sharp's second year. I'll even let you do that. 22 catches, 322 yards, mm-hmm. one touchdown. Shockey is an outlier. Here's the other outlier. Rob Gronkowski, uh, 42 catches, 546 yards, 10, <clears throat> 10 touchdowns. Yeah, so, so these are all either Hall of Famers or, or all pros or exceptionally good players for their respective teams. Well, over that's years. that's my thing is if if you if you draft and, and here's the thing, 
Like that's that group. They have other tight ends that have been drafted high that didn't reach that pinnacle. Like to me, if you draft Brock Bowers at 14, he better be. He ought to be close he better to be, be contending for rookie of the year. He better be contending for all pro in two like, years. Yeah. And, but here's the thing. History tells us if you draft Brock Bowers at 14, it's going to give you 30 catches and four touchdowns. And that's if he's on a Hall of Fame trajectory or close to it, right? The problem I have with that is I want the Saints to win in 2024. And I don't think that gets them near as close as if they pick a defensive end or they pick an offensive tackle or they pick even a receiver, right? Or a defensive tackle. Now, in a perfect world, Kevin... Since I want to, I said at the beginning, I'm going to give the people toxic positivity. I would be over the moon if the Saints got Brock Bowers, even if you slid down from like 14 to like 18 and you got a third round pick, which you don't have, then, oh, oh, Ralph's over the moon now because you got trade down. But that's, that's, that's like, that's like saying I'm going to win the Powerball tonight. We know the Saints never do that. But I wanted your thoughts. Brock like, Bowers you, probably won't be there at 18. You, you, That's the thing. you do these mock drafts all the time. Right. Is there, my question to you is, because I think by you doing the research on the tight ends, you kind of agree with me that like tight end, not ideal at 14 for the Saints. What, what positions would you what positions would you take Brock would you pass on Brock Bowers and draft that position okay. instead All right so I looked up the the PFF big board in the entire draft they have 15 tight ends 15 out of the PFF top mm-hmm. the, the last one they have ranked is ranked 277 and it's this fellow from Sacramento state so of the 15, that's it. It's 15 for the entire draft. Uh, Brock Bowers and, and then a giant jump, and then it's Jatavion Sanders, and then another big jump, and then you get Cade Stover, A.J. Barner, Theo Johnson, and Dallin Holker. Uh, fairly, uh, actually, Cade Stover, it, it, it's, it's, an, it's another big, it's a smaller jump, from Cade Stover, and then it's Barner, Theo Johnson, uh, Dallin Holker, and Ben Sinnott all sort of lumped together in about uh, four, within 40 spots of one another. So it's like you want to you grab a tight end. Like you're going to grab the tight end at 14. The Saints have other – the Saints have far more important needs. That's right. It's I I I don't under I I question the wisdom of of drafting uh, Brock Bowers at fourteen. Now, like you said, if you traded down, although I don't think he's going to be there. PFF has him ranked sixth overall. Yeah. He was born to be a Charger. Jim Harbaugh. Is I mean, totally taking Brock Bowers. Honestly, if he's if he if he's there after ten, I would be surprised. Yeah. Uh. So if the Saints trade down, I don't see Brock Bowers falling yeah. to him. It, it you know horseshoe up the ass 
If the Saints traded down to like 19 or 20 and somehow Brock Bowers fell that far and they grabbed him, okay, fine. But your next pick, your next pick then, excuse me, must, must be a tackle. Here Must here's my, be a tackle. Here's, here's my question to you. you and, and in this scenario, no trading down. Because I know your dream scenario for the Saints, trading down. Yeah. I'm your vice president in the trade, da- trade Downs Association. I get that. But in 2017, everybody looks back and is like, oh, the Saints should have picked Patrick Mahomes. I wish I, I can tell you, during that draft, Andrew Juge was calling me, texting me. He was at my pick like seven. That son of a bitch was like hyperventilating in a paper bag. He was so excited about Lattimore falling to the Saints. He's like, oh my God, they need a corner. This is happening. I cannot believe this. And he was over the the moon excited about Lattimore, which turned out to be correct, by the way. Um, So here's my question to you. The Saints are picking at 14. What is the player that you on our text chain for the show will start getting ridiculously excited? And if he's there at 14, it will take you five seconds to want the Saints to write his name out and turn in the card. And it can be realistic. It can be unrealistic. Your dream. All right. Let's see. Because I have my realistic dream and i have my pipe dream um real okay the realistic dream and and this is assuming no trading down so the realistic dream would be if joe alt the tackle from notre dame dropped to 14 yeah uh Do I see? Do I want to say this because it kind of goes against (laughs) it? It goes against my uh, goes against my belief system. But it's like he's you know, but then it's the no trade down thing, and like that goes again. Yeah. All right, I'll say my the realistic dream is Joe Alt. My the Pipe dream is Marvin Harrison Jr. So Michael Thomas walks out, we slide in another OSU grad. Or not grad. My pipe dream is it's not a Saints player getting... This is my... I'm going to say this is my realistic dream. And it's not... Do the realistic one first. The realistic one. And I'm 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 seeing this on Twitter, and I'm seeing it from reporters and scouts that I know talk to people, and I know have good information. My realistic dream is, besides the top three quarterbacks, another quarterback goes top ten. Whether that's J.J. McCarthy, who's the guy that a lot of people are talking about. Um, Benjamin Albright, the guy who was uh, not a friend of the program, but we've had him on. Uh, he's come, he says, hey, he's hearing a great buzz about him. And I've heard other people say that as well. 
That to me, Kevin, is my realistic dream. Because if you add a if you add a fourth quarterback to the top ten, that means either a defensive end or an offensive tackle becomes much, much more likely they fall to the Saints. So that's my like realistic dream. Like we get a fourth quarterback, JJ McCarthy. Bo Nix, like, just give me one of those guys in the top 10. Hang on a second. You're going to, so you're telling me, so for starters, you're hoping Jaden Daniels goes in the top 10. PFF currently has him at 11th. Not only that, you're now hoping that either Bo Nix goes up 10 spots, Michael Penix Jr. goes up, or, or, or Penix. Is it Penix or Penix? Penix. Penix. Okay. That Michael Penix Jr. somehow goes up 20 spots. Or J.J. McCarthy somehow goes up 42 spots. I'm just saying, I hear, I'm here, I'm seeing the things on the Twitter. I got, I got, I got, I got, uh, I got a mock draft up from February. Uh, you better from, hope, you better hope Bo Nix, Penix, and or McCarthy, actually, you better hope all three Zerline. of them have really good uh, combines. Uh, combines. Well, I got Zerline. Daryl Jeremiah. I mean, I, I, that's my realistic hope. I'm not saying all of them. I just need, I just need right, one. But team. What I'm saying is, if yeah. all three of them have really good combines, that's if right. they do well on the Wonderlick, if they mm-hmm. meet the coaches and and they answer the right questions, mm-hmm. and you know, hopefully the coaches don't uh, embarrass them goddamn selves asking stupid questions about somebody's mom or whatever. <laughs> that's right. And everything goes hunky dory. Teams are going. I, I want as many of those guys as possible to look as appetizing as possible for GMs and and scouts and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. That way, then yeah, then you got a greater shot of at least one of them moving yeah. up into the top ten. And like, even if they don't panic, you need they, a team to panic. And here's the thing: you know this, Kevin. I mean, look, the the Bears traded up to get Mitchell Trubisky. Teams. Get it. Teams lock in on players at all positions, but quarterback, it's even to another degree where they fall in love and they're like, we got to get him. So I just, that's my realistic scenario. Give me one quarterback that goes four quarterbacks in the top 10 and give me a couple even more quarterbacks before pick 45. Because if you get five, six quarterbacks going in the top 40, more players push down. The Saints can do something at 45. My dream scenario, my dream scenario, absolute dream scenario is, and I feel bad because I, I, I know that there's absolutely, if every mock draft that I've seen, he's not there for the Saints at 14 because he's skyrocketing up the board. But my dream scenario, because one, uh, he fills a need for the Saints, but two, the jokes will be off the chain because I will never be able to pour, pronounce this poor man's name. Olomonio Fashana. Oh, from Penn State? From the tackle from Penn State. Yeah. He's my absolute dream, unrealistic scenario at 14, toxic positivity. If he was there at 14 and the Saints picked him, I will do the draft show drunk and shirtless uh if the saints pick him at 14 now if they trade up and get him i won't do it shirtless i'll be i'll be i'll be i'll get over it eventually but if they pick him at 14 drunk and shirtless that's a guarantee that's a promise all right 
So, <laughs> so guys, I hope you like the show. Uh, me and Ch- me and Kevin just hopping around Saints Twitter land, uh, yelling and screaming about different people's tweets and takes. Um, please support the show. We've had we had record downloads this week. Uh, thanks to everybody for supporting the show. Listen in if you listen on audio only version. Like us, subscribe us, give us a review wherever you find your podcast. Like you find us on YouTube. Like, review, subscribe, uh, and support the show. Go to Saints Happy Hour, become a patron. So for Kevin, for Thomas running the show back in Poland, I'm Ralph. Thanks for joining us. And until next time, the bar is closed. <laughs> <laughs>